Chicago, this is The Unenthusiastic Critic, a podcast about destroying your marriage one movie at a time. Hello everyone and welcome to The Unenthusiastic Critic. I'm Michael McDonough, I write about film and television at unaffiliatedcritic.com. Joining me today to help me celebrate my 111st birthday is my lovely wife, Nakia, also known as the Unenthusiastic Critic. Hello. On this week's episode, Nakia and I are sitting down for her first viewing of the first film in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, but before we get to the movie, let's let's talk about the genre a little bit. We haven't had a genre discussion in a while. Mm-hmm. I know you've missed them. Sure. Lord of the Rings is considered high fantasy. In fact, Tolkien is pretty much credited with inventing the genre of high fantasy. What is high fantasy versus fantasy? Okay, so high fantasy is defined as taking place entirely in an alternate fictional world. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think, as always, definitions get a little fuzzy around the edges. I think, for example, the Chronicles of Narnia is considered high fantasy. So one where Jesus is a lion? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, even though that starts out in the real world, then the children travel to the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the story takes place in the fantasy world. Basically, the high part of high fantasy is all about world building. Mm-hmm. Not uh, the state of mind you need to be in in order to enjoy it. No, though that probably does not hurt. Okay. And then the fantasy part usually involves magic, mythological creatures... They usually feature archaic medieval technology and societal structures, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the modern tropes that would push them into science fiction. So, to be very reductive, we're kind of talking about sword and sorcery, epic battles between the forces of good and evil, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, let's... Let's establish what is your baseline experience with and or tolerance for this sort of stuff. Well, low tolerance. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think I have seen a lot of fantasy in my life. The last piece of fantasy I probably enjoyed was Labyrinth. Um, <laughs> that was a good many years a ago. A good many years ago. And that mainly had to do with David Bowie, David Bowie and Tina Turner's wig. David Bowie and Tina Turner's wig and super tight pants was probably 98% of my I, enjoyment. I feel like you were severely undervaluing an adolescent Jennifer Connelly. I think that's that more movie. your speed than it is mine, so I'm going to leave that to you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was probably, oh, and if this counts, the Fat Neil episode of uh, Community, Community, which <laughs> they play the video, the, the they play Dungeons game. and Dragons. Yes. So that's, that's about it. So you, you yourself never played Dungeons and Dragons. That would have given you a good foundation in this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I was born a black girl in the city. <laughs> so, uh, asterisk, there are many black girls that enjoy Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy. So I don't want to 
perpetuate that stereotype. And, yeah. y- and yet you're, you're and yet you are I am perpetuating that stereotype. Very much perpetuating that stereotype. Of just seeing this as a it was not what, in my world. Twelve year old white boy. Yeah, kind like of I don't thing. think I even heard of Dungeons and Dragons until really. Yeah, probably started dating you. Probably. <laughs> I don't think that can be possible. I think it might be, and I yeah, that might be true actually. <laughs> yeah. You were so deprived as a child. Is that what we call it? Yes. Okay, or did I go outside? I played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I was that kid. Dungeons and Dragons was great, man. I'm sure. Uh, hey, it's that's wonderful. It's basically collaborative storytelling. My family was a family of spades, <laughs> so <laughs> I played spades. This is why you're so just imagination hindered. Okay, first of all, Spades is an amazing... You want to talk about world building and that's, you know, hey. Spades is high fantasy? Sure. <laughs> if you renege on a book, you'll get your ass kicked, so, you know. Okay, so I think... I was looking at various lists of things. I think you're more familiar with this genre than you think you are. Okay. Uh, the Wizard of Oz is high fantasy. Is the it? world of Oz is is a high fantasy world. Okay. Harry Potter, to me, fits this category. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically it takes place in the real world, but really most of it takes place in this Hogwarts bullshit and, yeah. fantasy world mm-hmm. with very elaborate, I mean, that's one of the features is the, you know, very elaborate design of the community and the cultures mm-hmm. and, you know, all the little subcategories of people and all of that is, that's the kind of world building we're talking about. Okay. Um, the Dark Crystal, have you seen? I have not seen The Dark Crystal. Oh, okay. No. Maybe we should watch that one of these days. Uh, the NeverEnding Story. Yes. Okay. Clash of the Titans oh, would fit this sword and sorcery. Bebo. Yes, I know you love the... Is his name Bebo? Or is it Bubo? Bubo. 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 Yes. Bebo is something else. <laughs> Bebo loves you. Uh, but that's very much a sword and sorcery kind okay. of epic thing. See, I think of it as like mythology sort of... Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Princess Bride. Yes. I think there's an argument to be made that the Marvel movies fit this category. Hmm. Aren't they considered sort of their own thing, though? The superhero I mean, they genre are. It's sort of its own its genre. Own okay. You know, and if anything, it's probably science fiction. But right. once you get into the world building of, like, Thor and Black Panther, for that matter, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot of crossover appeal there. And then I think the one I know you're familiar with, and I don't think this would exist without Tolkien, is Game of Thrones. Ah, yes, that's, yes. Which is very much playing with the tropes of this kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it also is that kind of intense world building and that sort of fantasy universe. Right. You know, it it undermines a lot of the assumptions of that, but Mm -hmm. it still is very much in that model. So uh, you don't you don't really like any of this stuff, is what I'm hearing. Well, I like Game of Thrones. Some of those I did. Some of the ones you've named, I okay. do. I do enjoy. I'm a fan of Game of Thrones, Princess Bride. I'm not super big on the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, you only saw the movies. You didn't read the books. I did not read That's the books. Right. Yes, I am a philistine. Um, no, that does not make you a philistine. <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was not crazy about the movies. They do, and I'm not saying this is why you're not into them, but they do tend to be incredibly white mm-hmm. worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is black-centered high fantasy with which I am well, not familiar. Well, that's all Afrofuturism is, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're talking pretty much anything I've just mentioned right. is super white. Yes. It has tended to be that those that, you know, deal in the world of imagination in the mainstream tend to not be able to imagine people of color in these made-up realms or future realms. or anything. So, yeah, it, it, they don't tend to include us in those spaces. 
Okay. Let's talk about your basic familiarity with some of this stuff. Okay. Do you, for example, know the difference between an elf and a dwarf? Well, a dwarf is real. <laughs> like, they're, dwarves are humans, right? I, I'm... <laughs> like a dwarf. <laughs> yes, little people are sometimes <laughs> called dwarves, right. but that's a name that derives from mythology. I see, from... okay. Uh, then no, I do not, <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> okay. Goblins, trolls, orcs. Those are all the same thing to me. All I the same thing. No okay, idea. That's, that's, I had a punch. <laughs> that was probably the case. This is probably like specious of me or something, but yeah, I don't know the difference between these things. I'm not going to define them for I think the movie will okay. tell you a lot of that. I think but... you just don't know either. <laughs> no, I know. I can tell you their various hit points and, mm -hmm. you know, armor classes. Okay. All right, so I would assume from your basic lack of familiarity <laughs> with all of this that you were then curious and excited to watch this film. No. Why not? Um, it sort of boils down to not caring, really, <laughs> at all. Like, I have no... Yeah, I don't care about elves or dwarves or orcs. Or... How do you know you don't even know what they are? But I've lived this long <laughs> not knowing what they are, and I've, I've been okay. I've been fine. So... Yeah, I don't. I have no desire to watch this, quite frankly. And from what I remember, they weren't received well. No, they were received were they? very well. I thought people were both sort of... critically and commercially. These okay. films were huge successes. Okay, I thought people thought they were boring. Mm -hmm. No, okay. I thought they were boring, which is something <laughs> okay. we will we will talk okay. about. Maybe that's what I'm picking up. Um, <laughs> yes, I don't know. Not okay. interested. Super not interested in it. All right, so what what do you actually know about? this story or this franchise or um there are hobbits i think and what are hobbits small <laughs> people okay. um i feel like they eat something we like honey something <laughs> i think you're thinking of winnie the pooh <laughs> isn't there something like mead or honey or i don't know maybe something beer butter beer or is that harry potter that's harry potter fuck it okay um <laughs> So there are hobbits who eat something, uh -huh. and there's a ring that seems to be very important, uh -huh. and there's like a weird gray <laughs> like monster thing that's very obsessed with the ring. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's the extent of my knowledge of, <laughs> of this world. Okay. Oh, and there's a big eyeball, right? <laughs> there may, may be a big there's eyeball. There's a big eyeball. Mm. Um, that's it. Okay. That's all I got. Oh, no. Okay. So then there's... Isn't Nev Campbell in this? Isn't she like a... Nev Campbell. Isn't there... Liv, no. Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, the other one. I get them confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she... I, brunette women. They sort of... Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's in it and that she's... That speciesist right there. Like a princess of some sort or something, mm, right? Or something, yeah. Um, and... Kate Blanchett's in it as a princess or something. Yeah, I think you've just named the only two women in this story. Okay, so that's all that really matters. That's all I got. That's it. <laughs> okay. Gandalf is not this one, right? Gandalf is this one. Gandalf is this one? Yeah, what you think Gandalf was? I thought that was Harry Potter. Who's in Harry Potter? <laughs> Dumbledore. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> that's It's it's an understandable mistake, seems how they kind of look and behave exactly the same. Okay, so that's what I know. Okay, so I... I should start this with some disclaimers on my part. That you don't actually like this film. I am not a Tolkien expert or even particularly an aficionado. Mm -hmm. I read The Hobbit when I was about eight years old and liked it. 
And then I read the other books when I was 12 or so, Mm -hmm. didn't particularly like them, and never really went back to them. I tried to go back a couple times as an adult and read them because I felt like I should, you know, should be familiar with them. Mm -hmm. And I found his prose style tiresome. (laughs) So I didn't get very far. There were cartoons, we'll discuss, there were cartoons when I was a kid of them. They were okay, I remember those. But I am not, obviously, one of these people that is fluent in this universe and all the minutia of the books. The people who are, really are, so (laughs) they'll judge me for that. Nor, I should admit, have I seen all the films. I've seen this one. I saw this one in theaters when it came out, because I remember I really had to pee for like the last hour and a half of it. That's a great review. Yeah, that's pretty much my entire review of it. I think I saw about half of the second one on DVD before admitting that I didn't want to watch it. This is all boding well. (laughs) I have not seen the third one at all. Mm -hmm. And then there are three more movies based on The Hobbit. I saw and reviewed the first one of those, Mm -hmm. didn't like it at all, and then never saw the rest of it. Okay. Okay, so as we watch this movie today, should you be interested enough to ask questions... You are not a resource. I am probably not going to be able to answer them for you. All right. Uh, If you want to know how something is or is not different from the books, I am probably not going to be able to answer that for you. So here's the the rub in that. Uh Uh-huh. I don't care. That's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm counting on. Back to that is sort of what I'm counting on. I don't care. I don't... I can't imagine there's going to be anything in there that I want to investigate further, so... But my point is, we are, and I think this is completely fair, we are approaching this as a standalone movie. Right. Which it needs to work as a standalone movie. Sure. Whether it does or doesn't is something... And this was the first one, right? Yet to be determined. This is the first one. Okay, so it's the introduction to the entire series. Okay. Right. Okay. Have I seen anything else of Peter Jackson's? Yes, though you don't remember it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I don't know. What is... He did... I'm trying to think what else he's done recently besides these movies. He did King. Did you see his King Kong? The one with... I did not. Jack Black? Yes, Jack Black. No. And I can't remember who is it. I think it's Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts, yes. yes. No, I didn't see it. Okay, so he did that. Okay. And then he started out actually making kind of low-budget, over-the-top horror movies. Mm. And you and I watched one of those called... It's either referred to as Dead Alive or Brain Dead. Oh, God. And you have no memory of it. We've, no, we've had this discussion yeah. before. I think it was so horrible that I blocked it. And <laughs> it then you was, showed me a clip it's of brilliant. it. I wish Peter Jackson would go back to making movies and like And it briefly Dead came Alive. back to me and I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I've totally wiped that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the lawnmower. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a lawnmower. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Yep. <laughs> Okay, I think we need to watch that one again. I'm not Actually, I think be doing maybe next Halloween marathon I we'll watch that again. I buried that deep, so no. Yeah. Well, that's so it'll all be new to you. Yeah, but no, I don't. That, what I'm saying is, I did that on purpose, so, so it's never to excavate that again. Okay, let's let's do a, some quick background on all of this nonsense. So Tolkien, he was born in what is now South Africa. He grew up in Birmingham, England. He was a professor at Oxford when he wrote these books, an expert in Anglo-Saxon and Germanic languages. He had a big interest in the mythology of that area, all of which feeds into his Mm -hmm. kind of world building in Mm -hmm. the Middle-earth books. He wrote The Hobbit in 1936, and The Hobbit is actually, The Hobbit is the first, okay, so let's 
overview. Okay. The Hobbit is kind of a standalone, more of a children's book. Mm-hmm. And that is a prequel to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is three books or one book in three volumes. Okay. Which came later and is more adult in tone. It's kind of a continuation of the same story, but it's a little more adult in tone and much, much longer. Mm-hmm. So The Hobbit was published in 1936. It became a pretty big hit. There were calls for a sequel, and he started writing the sequel, and it grew darker and more serious in the writing as he was going. And this was eventually published in three volumes between 1954 and 1955. The Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King, they were called. And the movies go by the same titles. Mm -hmm. And the books were popular. They had pretty good reviews. Some of the reviews were definitely mixed. But they really surged in the 60s. That's when the books kind of caught fire with the public and became kind of mandatory reading for the entire baby boomer generation. As Jane Chiabatari writes for the BBC, Tolkien's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings became required reading for the nascent counterculture, devoured simultaneously by students, artists, writers, rock bands, and other agents of cultural change. The slogans Frodo Lives and Gandalf for President festooned subway stations worldwide as graffiti. And she goes on to say certain aspects of Tolkien's worldview match the perspectives of hippies, anti-war protesters, civil rights marchers, and others seeking to change the established order. And I think there's, she goes on to kind of talk about a lot of different ways in which it resonated with different groups. Hmm. You know, the, the drug culture saw certain parallels and you know the hobbits have this fondness for this weed they smoke called pipe weed which i don't think the books ever makes clear is kind of a hallucinatory mind-altering drug but i think people decided it was okay i think there's kind of a sort of back to earth message to it i think there's sort of a i think in the battle against good and evil people kind of related to the bring down the established order the mm-hmm. evil oppressive military industrial complex i don't know okay there are a lot of things that at least people could project contemporary themes onto. Uh, Tolkien, by the way, said there's no allegory of any kind in this book. He hates allegory. Like, it was not... The books were written between the two world wars. He said it's not about the world wars. It's not about any... It really is just a story about hobbits. Okay. But yeah, these things became just this huge phenomenon in the 60s. In 1970, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and Genesis all had Lord of the Rings-themed songs on the charts. Dark. Mostly in the words of Tolkien scholar Ralph C. Wood, a whole generation of young Americans could lose themselves and their troubles in the intricacies of this triple-decker epic. And the books are just incredibly detailed. There's all of these different cultures that all have their own languages. I mean, think Game of Thrones, but even more elaborate, described in even more detail, inventing entire languages. It's just, it's insane. Mm -hmm. All of Tolkien's obsessive interest as a scholar went into creating this world. And I think that's what I fans will have to speak for themselves. I think that's what a lot of them like about it, mm-hmm. is that you can just completely immerse yourself in this kind of fully realized world. It's also what I find incredibly tedious about <laughs> it. It's just so much description mm-hmm. of every place. The books are kind of like travel logs, sort of written in this tone of voice like a Victorian travel writer would write. Mm-hmm. And every fucking hill and river and is described. It, it's just, it's exhausting. 
And they're kind of, the pace is sort of languid. They're not really action-adventure type stories. Mm -hmm. They're more these kind of slow travelogue kind of things where they're just wandering and they run into people and they have quick little skirmishes, but it's not about the action. It's about the journey. Yeah. Yeah, it puts my ass to sleep, quite frankly. (laughs) All right, so jump ahead. (laughs) So there were various attempts to make a film out of these books, um, none of which were successful. John Borman, the director of Deliverance, at one point planned a live-action adaptation in the 70s that never materialized. Rankin Bass, who did, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and (laughs) those animated films, Mm -hmm released The Hobbit as a musical animated TV movie in 1977, which is probably where I first encountered this story. And then Ralph Bakshi, the animator of Fritz the Cat, did The Lord of the Rings, or at least part of Lord of the Rings, as this rotoscope animation in 1978, which really wasn't very good. (laughs) And then in the late 90s, Peter Jackson, I think, decided that the technology had reached the point where you could do these stories justice Mm -hmm. on screen. He approached Miramax about doing a three-film deal, which would have been The Hobbit as one movie and Lord of the Rings as two movies. This, I'll just say right now, was a much, much better idea (laughs) than what actually ended up on screen. And in fact, once Miramax realized how expensive this was all going to be, they proposed making one movie, which would have required cutting a lot of the story, merging characters together, etc. Jackson didn't want to do that, so Miramax cut him loose, said, go do it somewhere else. New Line Cinema picked it up, that's who ended up producing all of these movies. They're the ones who said, let's make three movies, since it's three books. They worked on these pre-production on these films for years. They actually shot them over about a year and a half in New Zealand, shooting all three films simultaneously. Mm. These films came out three consecutive Decembers, 2001 through 2003. They had a budget of about $300 million, and they ended up earning nearly $3 billion worldwide. This is the highest grossing film trilogy of all time. Um, Now, here's the part that may surprise you. These films were nominated for 30 Oscars and won 17, including Best Picture for the third film, Return of the King, which won 11 out of 11 categories in which it was nominated, tying an all-time record. That's rare for a fantasy film, isn't it? Very rare for a fantasy film. And that's, I think, the first two films, they won some Oscars too, and they were nominated. But I think when the third one came around, it's like, okay, this franchise has made $3 billion. It's time to reward this franchise. So they got all the awards that year. And then a few years later, Peter Jackson decided to do The Hobbit. And that's the one that's the standalone, shorter, more childlike in tone book. Mm. Um, It's only about 90,000 words. It's not a long book. And somehow that got blown into three movies, which was, to my view, an almost fatal mistake. (laughs) Because there just isn't enough shit in that book to blow up into these three movies. But what do I know? Because those three movies made another $3 billion worldwide. And none of that is even taking into account merchandising and all of that stuff. So these things were basically a license to print money. Yeah. All told, there is over 17 hours of films. Jesus. Or, if you want to watch the extended versions, I do not. over 20 hours of films. No. 
And in fact, we're not done yet. Amazon is currently developing a Lord of the Rings series. Of course they are. To be set in the universe that's going to be apparently original stories. Any, any questions about all of that? Why am I doing this? <laughs> On this, the weekend of our great... Okay, you can't bring Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King, King into Jr. it. I can, I can, first of all, <laughs> I can bring Martin Luther King Jr. into any fucking conversation I want to. But okay, I mean, you said civil rights activists were seeing something of the struggle in this book so all right okay so let's go with that sure it's a it's an allegory for except that he said it isn't racism in america so, frodo is don't Martin even Luther. try to do that okay no do not uh why are we that's a, i mean that's a fair question yeah because you don't actually like it well and that's <laughs> part of the reason i wanted to do it is because i have been meaning People love these movies, and people think they are really good movies. Okay. So I have just wondered, was I just not in the mood for this when I watched it the first time? Mm -hmm. Was I distracted by how badly I had to urinate? I I don't know. So I wanted to go back and rewatch them, and I was probably never going to do it without having an excuse to do it. Okay. I, but, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to drag me along? Big, you know, company. I need some company. I don't. I don't want to be a part to of do this, this experiment. You can go ahead and watch it. Here's what should happen. Okay. Is you should go watch it alone and uh -huh. then verify that you don't like it, and then we we don't have to talk about it ever again. Because the whole premise of this, right, is that I'm the sort of yin to your yang, and that you love these films, and then I come in and I shit on them. That's the usual. No, that's the <laughs> usual premise. We have strayed from that premise on many occasions. Not many. Because one of our mandates is to watch kind of just movies everyone has seen, mm -hmm. which these movies certainly qualify as. Sure. I think one of our mandates is to give you a foundation in mm. kind of, you know, universally known stories mm -hmm. to get the references. I think Tolkien certainly qualifies as that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the imitators of these books and these stories, like, it, it's hard to look at any kind of fantasy or even science fiction written since these came out and not see the influence. Sure. So uh, that's my excuse and justification for making you watch this movie. Uh-huh. And so really properly, we should do all three sort of slash six movies. Eurocentric idea of a canon and <laughs> bullshit. Like, all right, fine. This is what I need to get my credits. Fine. <laughs> there will be a test, mm -hmm. and we'll look forward to your term paper. <laughs> Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. Believed lost for centuries. It has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? This is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it. Seeking it all. His thought is bent on it. No one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf? The weapon of the enemy is a gift. Let us use it against him. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The ring must be destroyed. It was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. I know what I must do. But I'm afraid to do it. 
One does not simply walk into Mordor. There is no other way. There's something down there. Okay, during the break, if one can call it that, Nikki and I watched The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Nikia, what what did you make of this film? I was pretty much bored out of my mind <laughs> from scene one. <laughs> it's a bit of a slog. Yeah. It's not a fast-paced film. No. And I, I don't mind slow films. Or, you know, um, contemplative narrative. But well, this no, was just, it wasn't that either. No, right. So it's just, it was just, it was just, I didn't care. Again, I didn't care. I went back after we watched it and looked at a few sort of landmarks in the film. Mm-hmm. It's 45 minutes before we get out of the Shire mm-hmm. and on the road. It's about an hour and a half before the titular fellowship is formed. Mm-hmm. Gandalf bites it. In his big scenes about two hours, ten minutes in. And then we still have almost an hour left before the movie is over. Yeah. And you actually kind of surprised me because in what turned out to be the final shot of the film, Mm -hmm. you looked at me and said, how much of this do we have left? Like you were expecting more I was, I was, because that was not a fucking ending. (laughs) (laughs) Because I sat through three hours of bullshit expecting some sort of closure to the narrative. You knew it was the first part of a three I did, but I thought they would at least get to the, we took in all this time to get to fucking Mordor to drop this ring and some lava. But this is, so, and you knew we were about three hours in at that I point. I just assumed that it was So did you expect in the last five minutes yes. they were going to get to Mount Doom? Yes, wherever the fuck we were going. Tuck yes. the ring in mm-hmm. and be done with it. Yes, us. because that would be the only thing to justify the time that I just wasted. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. There's a super blood wolf moon this weekend and some folks are predicting that it's going to be the end of the world. Yes, If probably. I have spent these <laughs> fucking hours. Your last hours, last hours on the planet. Of my life. Mm-hmm. Watching a movie that had the audacity to not have an ending after this little travel log experience. I am going to find you in the hereafter and whoop your ass. Well, okay, so that's interesting, though, because I, I looked up the uh, the blood wolf super mo- blood super wolf, blood wolf moon. moon, whatever it is, is not visible until about 10 o'clock tonight, and then I think it's visible until about midnight. So we actually have time to watch the other two movies and get you the closure you need before the world ends. No, I, I don't care. See, this is this is the mistake you make, right? Is that you think that I'm going to care enough to say, oh, I definitely want to see how this ends, so let me pop in that second one. No, my response is, fuck you. You just wasted so much of my time. I will never watch the rest of these You films. just had three hours to get me interested in this. To get me interested, this. to give me some closure, and you, you couldn't do that. <laughs> So, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Fool me once. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my opinion about this movie did not change mm-hmm. from the first time I saw it. And to be honest, had we not been doing this for 
our listeners, mm-hmm. I probably would have shut this off about about the one hour mark. That's you would have lasted longer than I, I did. I I was good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how 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 would you like to discuss this film? I would rather not <laughs> well, discuss this film. We got we got a little time to fill in the episode here. So. It's already taking up enough of my time. I don't know. I mean, there's not shit to talk about. Like nothing happens. So a Hobbit, Bilbo, nope. Frodo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, we start with Bilbo. We start, right. So We start with about a fucking 85-minute exposition dump. Right, about the rings, the creation of the rings. and is narrated by Kate Blanchett, I'm assuming, just to give her something else to do. Because sure. she didn't have much to do in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, explaining about the ring and all the shit that happened 3,000 years ago. Right. And all the various tribes of critters coming together to mm-hmm. fight the evil Sauron. Sure. Or I didn't understand why we needed the rings in the first place. Uh, you know, the rings. So here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we have been taught this lesson across various films uh-huh. and television shows yeah. a number of times. It's like we create the thing and then we realize the thing is evil so we break the thing up into three pieces and then three different people take each piece to some different corner of the world and okay, it's going to be fine now because somebody's going to be watching that and taking care of that. Nobody's ever watching it and taking care of it. It's always going to come back and bite you in the ass. So like, just don't do that thing. What did we just watch recently that had that? Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was it. That's right. They took pieces of a Dalek exactly. and spread it all and over the globe. And we're just going to bury it. It'll be fine. No, yeah, people it's never it fine. People will be custodians of exactly. the, the no, rings. And, it's just, yeah. no, it's like radiation. It's just not, not going to go away. It's just, it's always going to be there. So maybe you just don't do that thing. But yeah. So they do that. And um, each of the different species gets a set sure. of rings. Mm. Humans and dwarves and elves yeah. and... Is that it? Humans, dwarves, and elves. Oh, my. Hobbits. Hobbits didn't even get rings. Hobbits, because hobbits, that's not their business. And they should have just kept it they, not their business. Um, <laughs> the dude with, like, the radiator face makes a <laughs> ring that's, like, all evil so he can control all the things. Uh, one ring to rule them all. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And, of course, that brings about great ruin. Mm. And there's a war. And apparently all you need to do is chop his hand off. So yeah. it feels like it took a long time for somebody to figure that little bit out. <laughs> and the man... The ring's the problem. Cut off the cut finger. Cut the fucking hand off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is basically like the worst Every Kiss Begins with K commercial that's like three hours long. <laughs> it's what it is. That's a K Jewelers reference for those that don't know. Um... So, of course, the man is, like, corrupted by Right, because they ring. so they cut the guy's finger off. The right. ring, the war is over. They've beat him. The ring is lying there on the ground. They're literally standing on the side of Mount Doom. Right, where they could throw it in and melt it down. Yeah, but, but then humans yeah. fuck it up. Well, man fucks it up, yeah. I don't know why you need to make that distinction. Because I feel like it's important. <laughs> I mean, throughout history, we should just be like, man. Humans. Man. Humans. Man. You think female humans would have done better? Is that your point? Yeah, I do. Well, we don't know because there aren't any in this movie. (laughs) There's not one in this entire movie. Anyway, he's uh, immediately corrupted by it and decides to keep it instead of destroying it. Yeah. He dies soon after. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ring falls to the bottom of a river or something and then... Is that where Gollum comes in? Uh, Yeah, Gollum Gollum finds it. And is, you know, in love with it immediately. And he has it for like 500 years and it slowly drives him crazy. And then Bilbo finds it and he keeps it for a while in the Shire with the hobbits. Mm-hmm. Quite uneventfully, it seems. It yeah, didn't, it was, didn't, I mean, could he have, just, could have just left it there. Pocket it seems the whole like, time, mm-hmm. just sort of hanging out. 
Then we're in the quote-unquote present day. Sure. And uh, Gandalf mm-hmm. and McKellen is rolling into town for Bilbo Baggins' 111st birthday party. Mm-hmm. You know, the hobbits are, are getting ready to party down. Yeah. What did you think of Hobbiton? I didn't even know that. In the Shire. What it was called. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. I thought it was just called the Shire. Little, little Hobbit village there. Okay. Yeah. It was fine. There was nothing. <laughs> so part of my disappointment, I was expecting to be, to at least have visual um, stimulation. And, and not that it isn't, it is obviously a, a well-crafted film. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, this is visually. It wasn't visually mind-blowing. No. And each one of those, like, locations, it was like, a sort of pretty fantasy picture. It was, yeah. it was stuff that would look good painted on the side of a van. Yeah. Well, particularly the elf spots, yeah. Yeah. That would definitely, yeah, look good on a van. But it wasn't that interesting no. to look at. No. None of it. I also have to say, I find hobbits creepy. Why do you find them creepy? I don't find them creepy. I find the technology of shrinking these average-sized humans... Mm-hmm down to make them look tiny compared to humans. I find that a creepy and unconvincing effect. See, I didn't even notice that they were not regular sized. Like when when they're film when they've been when you're filming them that you can't tell that they're not regular. They just look it looks like Elijah Wood and it looks like what's right. until they're standing next to Gandalf. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean I didn't I don't I don't know. I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Bilbo has apparently been, like, over his fucking community for a long time and just wants to escape and get away. And so he gets up at his birthday and says some speech that's just basically like, I kind of hate all of you and I want to (laughs) go. So he slips the ring on and becomes invisible and disappears and goes back to his house to pack his shit up so he can leave in peace. And... He realizes that he's become a little bit attached to the ring. Yeah. He's having a hard time giving mm-hmm. it up because the plan was that he was going to leave it behind for his nephew, right, Frodo? The why, I don't know. I guess he was, like, leaving all his shit behind and he was leaving it all to Frodo. It, it's a magic ring that can turn you invisible. It seems like you'd want to hold on to it. Especially since no one at this point in the story seems to have any suspicion that this is the mega evil ring of right. all time. Yeah. I don't know. And it was, in The Hobbit, he just, he got this ring from Gollum, and it could turn him invisible, and he thought it was super useful, and it was just a fun thing that he had. It, there was no, I don't think there was any hint of the, that it was a big evil thing mm-hmm. in The Hobbit, because mm-hmm. I don't think Tolkien had decided that yet. Okay. So yeah, I don't know why Bilbo didn't just want to keep the ring, but okay, whatever. I don't know. It was keeping him young, and it could turn him invisible. It seems like a good thing to have. Sure. But maybe he realized that it was also making him evil. So he yeah, to maybe. I don't know. I don't know. These are questions for people that care. <laughs> so Gandalf is like, okay, are you going to leave the ring? And he's like, yeah, I'm leaving the ring. He's like, oh, you still got the ring in your pocket. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to leave the ring. He's like, yeah. yeah, but you still got the ring in your pocket. Um, and he's doing the weird thing where he's like talking to himself. Like, I'm, I'm going to stop smoking crack any day right, now. I'm just I'm gonna, no, 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 it's fine. It's my last it's, one. It's okay. Speaking of crack, we're going to come back to that. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so Something to look forward to. <laughs> I'm going to tell Stay you tuned, listeners. how you can avoid watching this fucking film. All the lessons that you need to learn are somewhere else, and it's much more enjoyable. Okay. So after some, like, back and forth and soul searching, he finally, like, drops the ring on the floor. Yeah. And then Frodo comes in. He's like, where's my uncle? And Gandalf is like, he peaced out because he's sick of this shit. So you got to take this ring, and you can't tell anybody that it's a secret. You can't tell anybody that you have it, and you need to hide it and never touch it and never think about it again. That's the way to get somebody to never think about something yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And 
then he goes and like to the library or something and like reads and he's like oh this is that evil ring <laughs> i should probably go back and say you know what it's not cool for you to stay here with that ring we're gonna need you to go ahead and go to this volcano and drop it in there because it's an evil ring and it's gonna do all this shit but you you handle that i'm a major awesome wizard but I'm, i can't do it you go ahead and you do that and we'll send you along with some other hobbits to have your back and I'll hook up with you down the road. That, that's how that how that happens. Um, <laughs> so that's what he does. <laughs> and that is our story. Oh, so he says, like, never put the ring on because the ring is evil and it'll, like, suck mm-hmm. you in. And it's always constantly trying to get back to its master. So if you put it on, that's just sort of then bringing more attention to the ring. Right, and they're going to find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big giant flaming the eye giant of evil eye will be able to see you and know where it is. And, yes. Yeah. So then Gandalf goes to his wizard friend who has, like, the strong <laughs> perm and says, like, yo, the ring has been in the Shire the whole time. Christopher Lee is And then he gets super petty. He's like, the ring been in the Shire the whole time. You've been smoking too much of that fucking weed. And so you didn't realize that the ring was in the Shire the whole time. So that's a problem. Um, but it turns out uh, Perm Wizard is super evil and is already under the spell of, what is his name, Sauron? Sauron. Whatever the hell. Yeah. And so he, like, beats up. Gandalf and <laughs> just tosses puts him around. on like a tower or something. I don't know what the fuck. It's a wizard fight. Um, <laughs> wizard fight. So then we go back to the hobbits. Okay, no, wait, wait a minute. Okay. I, I want to stop you there. Okay. What was I going to say? Okay, so this is a problem for me throughout this film. Okay. Just the one? This is one of the problems <laughs> I have that runs throughout this film. Mm-hmm. So we meet this dude who you're calling Perm Wizard. It's Saruman played His by Christopher Lee. His hair is laid. <laughs> But okay. Mm-hmm. We meet him, and like 45 seconds later, we find out he's evil. Yes. There is no build-up. There is no suspense build. It's not like we know this guy for an hour mm-hmm. through the movie, mm-hmm. and then, ooh, big surprise, he turns out to be evil. Mm-hmm. So, like, just from a narrative standpoint, just from a storytelling sp- standpoint, it's not rewarding. Well, because we weren't invested And there's a in bunch him. of that yeah. stuff throughout mm-hmm. this movie. It's like later in the film, you know, elf lady tells him, oh, someone's going to betray you and try to steal the ring. And it's like two minutes later, the guy betrays him and tries to steal the ring. But he had been shady before. Well, yeah. Ago. Okay. So we had sensed he was shady. Yeah. But still, it's like there's no... Yeah. Because it's already three hours long. We do not have time but for that's, characters. But that's the thing. And I mean, granted, in the book, probably there was, you know, 300 pages yeah. between those events. Mm-hmm. So it, it there was more of a buildup. But the way Jackson has made the movie is you're taking everything out except these incidents that happen. Mm-hmm. They're too close together and it just kind of, it screws the storytelling right. up. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, because... A reveal like that relies on the audience being invested in that character as a good character. And right. Like, oh my god, he just turned evil. And in this, it's sort of shorthand. We're trusting that this is someone that Gandalf went to, so obviously he was a good wizard. He's wearing white, so obviously he's a good wizard. Um, again, his hair is laid, so obviously he's a good wizard. Um, so all of that is sort of shorthand. His staff is bigger exactly. than Gandalf. So, you know, and has like a, a little orb on it, a white or whatever the hell. So obviously he's good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we have to sort of rely on that shorthand around that. All right, I'm sorry. So c- carry on with your yeah, we're gonna your recount this. here. It's all um, about the journey. Sure, fuck the journey. So the hobbits are on the road. It's uh, Frodo and his friend Sam and... His friend slash gardener slash manservant Sam. Sure. What is it? Pee-wee? Who? <laughs> what are their names? Pip-Pip? <laughs> Toppin? Toppin a pence? 
<laughs> Pippin. Sure. And Mary. It's Mary? It's Mary. I did not. I As in, missed, like, Merry Christmas, Did Mary. anyone say his name ever? I think it's Mary, Mary Pink Periwinkle or something. I don't know what oh, his name is, Jesus. but it's, yeah, okay. it's, it's Pippin and Mary. I missed all that. Um, yeah. Who are... Useless. Fucking useless. They're good for food. They keep, They're the they biggest keep the idiots. Coming, which is important. It would be important for me on a journey as the people that got the food shit taken care of. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, he mentions at one point, and I, I looked it up to get the full list. So uh, hobbits eat a lot. Yeah, he said they have like 12 yes. breakfasts. So they, they and... have breakfast, second breakfast, elevenses, which is a meal you have at 11 o'clock apparently, luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, and supper. So yeah. They have like eight meals. I, that, I thought uh, I thought you would appreciate I, that. About again, hobbits. that's what I'm saying. Like that's I'm I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm all about eight meals in a day. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I think we need to incorporate elevenses into elevenses. our life. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah. So the I, I, I don't know. Throughout the entire movie, I'm asking, what do those two idiots bring to the table? They're here? the comic relief. They're not funny. They're Nobody is be, funny in this movie. To be funny, There's no comedy anywhere in this movie. And again, they bring the food. Yeah, no. So, you know. Fine. So they're on the road, and they're being chased by... And also, okay, nope, sorry, still not done with them. <laughs> At no point do we hear anyone explain to them what the fuck is going no, on. No, they're kind of just... For the they ride. don't ask any questions. You know what, though? You gotta appreciate those are your ride or die people, though. You gotta appreciate them. But they don't even know what that's the, okay, why no. they're doing it. Everybody needs a friend that's just like, you know what, they're I'm like, trouble, oh, and these you just go. giant, scary dudes no. in robes are tra- chasing us and trying to kill us. No. At no point do they ask any questions no. about, hey, what's the sitch? No, that's not the business. <laughs> they just got to run. So, I, again, I appreciate them. <laughs> I'm fans of them. <laughs> so, yeah, they're being chased by these hooded horsemen. Yeah, these are the ring wraiths. The what? The, they're, you didn't catch any what anybody's name is or what anything was called, no, did you, in this dumb. movie? <laughs> they're, they're ring wraiths. What was that? Ring wraiths. Right, but what was that? That was a person? Those were the the dudes in the hoods on the horses. Oh, missed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who were apparently the humans that got the other nine that rings. That were corrupted. The, right, right, and they corrupted, and now yes. they just ride horses menacingly. Yeah. Uh, yes. So the hobbits run into later some... Later to return as, you know, Dementors and Harry Potter and sure. various all things. All you need is a black robe. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all you need. You okay. Know. So they run into, like, a bar, and Pippin, Pine Nut, whatever. <laughs> starts being like, oh yeah, that's Bilbo Baggins. I mean, uh, Frodo Baggins over there. Yeah, and right. <laughs> blows up their spot Another, a little bit. One of the many times in the movie yeah. that he just and so everybody blows that's their like, cover. been looking for Baggins sort of turns their eye to him, and he starts to run, and then trips for like the first of eighty times in this movie, <laughs> and he falls. Look at those big hairy feet. They're well, not really. You but know. nobody else is tripping. Everybody else is able to run. You got a low center of gravity. Fine, like he's the only one having trouble ambulating. <laughs> um, so he falls, and conveniently the ring like falls on his finger, and so he's able to disappear the way that his uncle was able to disappear. But then he like enters this weird like shadow space when he's invisible. invisible. Right. And he sees the eye of Sauron. Is that what it is? Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he's like, oh, that's weird. And then... <laughs> Probably not good. Viggo Mortensen snatches him up and is like, you're being real loud for somebody that everybody's looking for. So maybe... Cool it. Cool it a little bit. 
Um, and he tells them that he's basically there to protect them and yeah. make sure that they get the ring to the volcano, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So he takes them to Rivendell. Okay. So this is this is Strider. Sure. Though again, in about twelve minutes, we're going to find out that's not really his name. No. But we'll call him Strider. I'm now. calling him Vigo. So okay. Vigo takes so them. V- <laughs> just stop. Just slow down. I need to get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> so I I saw something about casting of Vigo. Okay. It's Vigo's part. Sure. Uh, apparently Daniel Day Lewis was offered this part. No. Turned it down. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage was offered. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> that might have worked. Turned it down. Uh, it's a couple other people I think. But so t- tell me about Vigo though. You like Vigo? I love Vigo. I'm well. Oh. Until recently. Oh, God. Is Vigo problematic? Well, with the Green Book thing, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, I'm just... And I gotta... Again, men, fuck it up. Like, I've had a crush on Vigo for years, and now I'm just like, can't do it. Can't do it. Off the list. (laughs) Off the list. He was one of my cheekbone dudes, and now I'm down to, like, Mads, (laughs) who, please God, Mads, don't ever say anything dumb, because I, I need my, like... Nordic cheekbone dudes on my crush list, and I'm, I'm running out of them. All right, so we're at the end. Right. So Vigo's like, you need to be more careful. You have something very precious mm-hmm. on you, and I'm going to help you get to where you need to go. But first, we got to hide out from these hooded horsemen. So he does that, and then he takes them to Rivendell, which is the land of the elves. Are we there already? Aren't we? Seems so. quick. That's where my notes went. Oh, well, yeah, but, but, that's because, but Frodo gets stabbed first. Oh, yeah. For the first of several times in the movie that Frodo gets stabbed. Oh right, yeah. Right. He, by like some he gets so yeah, he gets shanked by like some magic blade. Right. That right. no one can that only elves can heal. So that's yes, so that's why yeah. they take it. That's a pretty good ass. fight. Vigo kicks some some Wraith ass in that fight. I guess. He's like throwing his torches into the faces of the, the dudes and sure. you weren't impressed. No, I was not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then we gotta get, we gotta get Frodo healed, only the elves can heal him, mm-hmm. and we gotta hook up with Liv Tyler. Right. Well, first we go to Gandalf in the tower, and he whispers something to a moth. <laughs> like you do. I don't know. Do we ever see the moth again? Does the moth come back? Is it Chekhov's moth? So later, it, so later in the film, Gandalf escapes the tower on a giant eagle. So we're assuming... The moth turned into an eagle? I think the moth went and, like, and gave the eagle. eagle a message. I think it was like a, you know... Message moth. So anyway, <laughs> we also see that Perm Wizard is growing some sort of shit pig army that I don't even like understand what's happening there. Um, it's like shit. It's like melted shit, and then this pig monster emerges from it. I don't really understand. Um, but whatever. I was obviously paying forty five percent attention. <laughs> Those are the orcs, but I think we can call them shit pigs They're for the rest pigs. of the film. I'm fine with that. So. <laughs> We get to the elfin land, and we see Arwen, played by Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Um, and she's all glowing and backlit, as elves are. Uh-huh. And she um, takes Frodo to see her father so that he can heal the stab yeah. wound. Yeah. And she's being chased by the hooded horsemen the whole time. That's a pretty good sequence, actually. It, it actually is a pretty good sequence, and there were... There were some times when I thought she was going to be caught and she wasn't. Um, Well, because she was surrounded and it looked like she really should have been caught. She really absolutely should have been caught. But she wasn't. So, okay. And then she gets to the river and she she does some sort of elvish. She does like some sort of, you know, Moses Red Sea movement on them and the like water turns into horses and drowns them or something. It's very. And I guess kill it. We never see those guys again, do we? I guess it was that the end of them? I guess, maybe. Okay. It's hard to swim with all that shit on. 
Um, and <laughs> those cloaks would get really heavy with water. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get Frodo to the magical elf place, and he's <laughs> healing up. And then we get the super emotional scene between Vigo and Arwen. Mm-hmm. And then she gives up her immortality for him. Well, yes. Because she loves him. Yes, that's what love is. That is not what love <laughs> is. Love is, I will cry for you when you die and then continue living my life. You wouldn't give up your immortality Hell for me? No. No. First, like, that's a shitty thing to give up. Like, that's a really important thing. You may want to keep that and hold on to that. You may need that. Nobody's worth all that, especially now that we know who Vigo is. No. <laughs> Women in this story don't get a lot of personality, they really. They do not. They do not. They are in service to the greatness they of men. They are just vaguely mystical exposition creatures. Yeah. yeah. So I would have kept my damn necklace. Yeah, I know. And been super fine watching you die. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'll have, you know, 874 more boyfriends after you. <laughs> you know. You were not the end-all be-all. Here's the difference. Mm-hmm. Were I, what's her name, Rose on the door, floating in the water, and you were Leo, I would absolutely pull you onto the door because there was room for both of us on there. There was no reason he needed to die. Absolutely no question. If I have immortality, I'm not giving that to you. <laughs> I love you dearly, and I will mourn you. Uh, no, I don't think that is love. But I'm keeping my fucking necklace. No. Anyway. Sure. Okay, so somewhere in there we also find out that Strider is actually Aragorn. He's the rightful heir to yada, yada, yada. And the dude King that of all. took the ring at the beginning. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So he's like trying to run from a legacy. Yeah. It's very Even though typical man. Everyone shit. seems to know it. Yeah. It's not it's it's kind of an open secret. Yeah. You know, everybody goes through their shit. <laughs> Again, um, there's no reveal here. It's like we get the information and two minutes later we get the well, reveal. Well it seemed like Ned didn't know. Huh? It seemed like Ned didn't know. Like Ned was surprised. Ne- oh, <laughs> Sean Bean, yes. Ned Stark, yeah. Ned Stark, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, that was news to him. Yeah, yeah that was right. Mm-hmm. So we meet Ned Stark as well, because they call this, like, Council of the... Wait, are we there yet? Aren't we? Uh, I think we are. Okay, I guess we are. You're right. So we call this Council of the Shits, and so... <laughs> the, Council of the Shits. The fucking dwarves are here, the elves are here, the humans are here, yeah. the hobbits are here. All to decide what we do with what, this damn ring. What we're going to do about the ring and who's going to take care of the mm-hmm. ring, and... Ned Stark is like, well, I need to go be a badass back in my hometown, so I should just go ahead and take the ring. It's rightfully mine. Mm. And so he's already showing some tendencies, (laughs) a little bit too much interest in the ring. And they start fighting amongst themselves. This is your cardinal rule. This is know your crew. Know your crew. Mm -hmm. Like, he is already showing you that he's a shady bitch. And you still decide to ride with him. So, Mm -hmm. um, they argue the way that men do over petty shit. Mm -hmm. And Frodo steps up and he's like, okay, I'll take it because I'm the only one that can handle this. You you know, normal sized people can't deal. And they all instantly say, that's a great idea. Because they're We will pledge our service to you. No one else can handle it. Even, again, a fucking wizard looks at him and is like, yeah, that's a good idea. You're a fucking wizard. <laughs> why, why didn't you just get on that giant eagle and like, fly it over? Or like, bloop, can't you just bloop it somewhere? Like, what are, what are your powers? What, what can you, I don't understand. Anyway. I did want to say there, though, that, you know, there's your there's your Martin Luther King. He's, he's bringing, oh, so, sorry, what? he's bringing the races together right there. He's bringing them all How together. dare you? <laughs> you were looking for the MLK Day tie-in. Frodo uniting all races together in fellowship. What more do you want? Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to fly. It was worth a shot. Was it? Because I disagree. (laughs) Anyway, carrying on. 
So, um, all right. So wait, wait, let's go through the fellowship here. Right. So we get the fellowship. So we got we got the four hobbits, hobbits right? Mm-hmm. Is there four? Yeah, there's four. Aragon, Nate. So, I mean Ned. Wait, Aragon. Yes. Uh, Ned. Right, Ned Stark. Who <laughs> Bor- Boromir? Is that his name? Sure. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Legolas. The elf. The dwarf. Uh-huh. Uh, Gimli, I think his name is. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that everybody? There's nine of them, so I think that's well, it. Well, Gandalf. Right. Gandalf. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Can I also say that I was just waiting for that other elf dude to call him Mr. Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> the dude from The Matrix. <laughs> So, yeah, so they go off mm. to Mordor. Is it Mordor? Am I? Mordor. Did I just yeah. make that mm-hmm. up? Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, before we leave, we get a little scene between uh, Frodo and Bilbo. Do you want to talk about that? Because Bilbo's also there in the elf place. Oh, yeah. So Frodo goes to Bilbo, and Bilbo's like, here is a sword that lets you know when orcs are nearby, and here is some special armor. Why don't you put this on? And so Frodo starts to, like, take off his shirt. Bilbo catches a glimpse of that ring and turns into... Like, oh, my old ring there. Let me, uh, maybe, maybe you want to let me hold that for a minute. A monster. <laughs> and Frodo has to, like, clutch his pearls in, in, in horror. And it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I won't be changing in this room. Um, and then Bilbo's like, yeah, sorry. I put this all on you. My bad. <laughs> and that's sort of it. Okay. Because it's family that fucks you. That's, that's yeah, just... Yeah, it, it always it really is. really is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're off on our journey. We're walking. Yeah, do do through the mountains. We're walking. <laughs> walking through a snowy mountain. There's an avalanche because Perm Wizard got word from his crows so that they a, were, like, in the it's area. It's an evil avalanche. Uh, so then they're like, okay, well, let's go through the mines. And Gandalf was super nervous about the mines, but they're like, we ain't got no other way to go. So they go to the mines. They get attacked by an octopus... Yeah, uh, something there <laughs> Some in the water. Sort of mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, water creature. Uh, and then they go into, like, what was the dwarf... Dwarf town. Town. And everybody's <laughs> dead. And um, then they are attacked by orcs. Yeah, because stupid ass... Pip-Pip dropped some <laughs> shit in a well and made a whole lot of damn noise. I don't know if it was Pip-Pip or the other one. I, I, really I can't care. tell them apart, really. And one of them was on Lost. That's the only way I can keep track of which one's watching, which. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, so it made a whole lot of noise and basically alerted all the orcs yeah. in the area. Again, useless... Not useful members of the fellowship. They bring the food, though. <sighs> anyway, we have to fight a whole shit ton of orcs, and yeah, we spend all, a lot of time and a and a and a cave troll fighting orcs and a cave troll. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, is that the fire monster thing next? Uh, let's see. So we have a scene while well, Frodo gets stabbed by the the cave troll, sure, and then lies down and dies, and then it's like, psych, I, I was wearing that armor. special armor, that right. didn't really hurt me at all, I just pretended to die so I could skip the rest of the fight. He was kind of useless guess. through this whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I would have actually killed him and just carried his body <laughs> to the volcano and just thrown his whole body in the ring into the volcano, because you didn't really that need to be alive. Seems a little harsh. Does it? Yeah. He wasn't really bringing a lot to the table. Uh, okay, and then yes, we have... The orcs are chasing them and swarming them and have them surrounded and are about to kill them. But then the orcs run away because there's now a giant fire demon. fire monster thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Sure. Not sure why. Because why not? (laughs) 
So it chases him across the bridge, and Gandalf is, you shall not pass. And that's, that's a really good Gandalf. Wasn't it awesome? And then mm-hmm. um, the bridge breaks because it's a big-ass monster, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And uh, Gandalf. I, th- I think Gandalf breaks it. I think he breaks it on purpose. He sort of, like, slams his staff down and cracks it. Okay. And then to, to kill the monster. Amazing wizard power there. <laughs> and so Gandalf, as opposed to just bloop, <laughs> exactly. Why doesn't everybody just bloop shit? Just bloop it. Well, um, it's not that kind of wizard, apparently. What the fuck kind of wizard are you? You can't carry a ring. You can't know. bloop shit. <laughs> that fight, he the two wizards had. You got fireworks. They weren't. They weren't like shooting stuff at each other or anything. They were just like picking each other up and slamming them against the wall. All you got are the fireworks with their wands. The That's all they can like, do. Just, just the fireworks. That's all you got. <laughs> Those are pretty good fireworks, but... Right, know. that you can get at any store off the road, interstate, <laughs> and do on your own. Anyway. Yeah, so Gandalf is toast. He, right, he falls off, like, the edge of the bridge and dies. So, bummer. And <laughs> they have a moment of mourning, and they keep going to the next stop, which is another elfin community. Yeah, I don't know if these are different elves, or these, like, tree elves versus mountain elves. I'm sure book readers know. I don't know. Whatever. It's Kate Blanchett's place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, like, gives them all the side eye when they get there, and is, like, giving them secret brain messages and shit about who they are and who they aren't, or whatever the hell. I don't know. (laughs) And then she's like, hey, Frodo, come look in this mirror. (laughs) See what you can see. Uh-huh. And so he looks and he sees the Shire burning and hobbits have been enslaved and yeah. all this other shit. And she's like, yeah, that's what I see too. So you need to handle your business because this is what <laughs> could happen. And so he says, you know, like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. Like, here, you take the ring. And she basically says, bitch, you got me fucked up. Because this was what would happen if I had the ring. And then she turns into, like, some crazy banshee woman. <laughs> yeah, she goes dark phoenix on yeah, us. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, I could bring hell on this place. So you maybe don't want to offer me that. Which is pretty much what Gandalf had said to him earlier. Yes. Like, you can't give me the ring because yes. I'm going to. Because And again, wizard, I don't know, like, everybody's fucking useless. So... <laughs> And she also says, you know, watch out for Ned Stark. And he already knew that anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Ned tries to take the ring from him. Yeah, then they're out walking, walking, walking. Right. They're going through another mountain here. And and uh, Ned Stark <laughs> kind of gets him off by himself. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe maybe give me that ring. Yeah. What do you say? How about it, buddy? Probably not. No, I'm not going to do that. How about it? I can use that. How about you lend it to me for a little while, he says. So that doesn't work. And then they're attacked by more orcs. More orcs. Like, this army of orcs a, just appears out of, of nowhere. They blooped it. They blooped. Because you know what? Her <laughs> wizard knows how to handle his business. <laughs> you need to move a bunch of people, bloop them in. That's all you got to do. So they're fight, fighting fight, the orcs. Fight, 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 fight. And then Ned is hit with arrows like 18 times <laughs> and will not die. Because when you betray people, you die two minutes later. That's how that works. That's how that works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not what happened in Game of Thrones, though. So. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then the, uh, the other two, Pip-Pip and Cheerio, are taken by the hobbits. <laughs> I mean, the orcs. And... Um, Right, because uh, evil wizard has said, right, prom wizard the, was like, bring me back the hobbits. Bring me the short dudes something. alive. Right. right. And then Vigo. He's going to be pissed off when he finds out they got the wrong short dudes. Yeah, but, they don't need them. Yeah. Um, Vigo comes upon him and is like, oh, that's a bummer, dude. Sorry. Um, and like absolves him from all of his sins <laughs> as a human being. And it's just like, I will make sure to honor you and honor the white city that you came from, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Kisses him on his forehead and he dies. And Vigo has sent Frodo 
to go off on his own because he realized... Because Frodo's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, like, everybody, I can't trust nobody. Right. I gotta go do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And so Vigo's like, you know what? You're right, because I would also, like, shank you for that ring as well. <laughs> so you should just go ahead and go on by yourself, as he does. Mm-hmm. And then Sam, being the down-ass friend that he is, is like, yo, like, no, you're not gonna do this by yourself. I'm going with you. Almost drowns, trying to get to him. And then Frodo's like... See, I, I, I mean, Sam is... You, you call him, you know, the good friend. He's... Sam was there the whole time. Like pathological, though. Well, like, I'm going to drown myself trying to swim out to you. Sam is trying to be a good friend. Does Sam have no life of his own? No. Does Sam have no identity of his own? No. Does Sam not have a girlfriend back home or no. anything? You saw he was having trouble like, getting on that chick at the beginning. He's just dedicated his entire life to Frodo. Yes. I find it unhealthy. Well. I find this an unhealthy relationship. Batman needs a Robin. <laughs> And so then the fucking movie ends. And then the movie, yes, the movie ends. Yeah, without reaching any kind of conclusion, conclusion or, or closure. Satisfactory end. Or... So you have to watch the next two. I absolutely do not. You're not going to know what happened. I don't ever need to see any of that, <laughs> ever. So this is what you could do. Instead of watching Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Bullshit, you <laughs> can instead... This is going to be good. Listen to Notorious Biggs... Ten Crack Commandments. (laughs) And it is the Ten Commandments for those who are going to be selling crack. Okay? Okay. These are all the lessons that you need to know about Mm -hmm. the fucking ring. Okay. Let's hear it. Rule number uno. Never let no one know how much dough you hold. Because you know. The cheddar breed jealousy. Number one. Don't tell nobody you got a fucking ring on you. Okay. Keep it it under your shirt. Don't unbutton your shirt. People, as soon as they see it, they're super jealous and they want the ring. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Good rule. Number two, never let them know your next move. (laughs) Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? You're in the bar and you're loud and you're talking about rings and you're saying your last name. We got to get over to Mount Doom. You got to move in silence. You don't do that. Okay. There you go. Keep your business to yourself. Keep your shit quiet. Number three, never trust nobody. Your moms will set that ass up, properly gassed up, okay? <laughs> Your mama will come for you. Ned Stark. Ned Stark will come for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vigo will come for you. Okay. So don't do it. All right. Number four. I know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. <laughs> don't put the fucking ring on. Because <laughs> it fucks you up and you can't handle your business. So, like, I just I just feel like, just go listen to Notorious Big and just don't watch, don't spend three hours watching this. <laughs> All your life lessons are here. You don't need Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. I think B.I.G. got all that from Tolkien. He absolutely did not. Absolutely did, did not. No. And even if he did, what he was able to do as an artist, which is what you do, is you distill that shit into something that's digestible <laughs> and easily understood. And like, okay, it's like a three-minute song. Boom. Got it. <laughs> As opposed to... As opposed to three hours when I don't... I walk away. I don't know why Perm Wizard is pissed off. I don't know why you're doing this. So, like, mm-mm. No, just go listen to Big. Don't do it. Don't play yourself. Okay. So, here's here's my problem with this movie. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's another one of my problems with this movie. Yeah. You've got three hours. Mm-hmm. Can you not spare a couple of minutes... To do a little character development anywhere in the movie of any of these 12 characters? No. Well, and I also think, I don't know, and maybe it's, I won't say that because it probably doesn't happen with all of them, but maybe in these sort of epic films of good versus evil, you it it tends to lend itself to really flattened character. Like, it's very, it's not very nuanced. Like, there are good people and then there are bad people and 
maybe it just doesn't call for a lot of characters. Well, they don't all have to have, like, extensive character arcs, but can we learn anything about any of them, really? Can we get a sense of their personality? Yeah. Can you make me care about whether they live or die in some way? Maybe that happens in the second one. Because I didn't in this. No, I didn't at all. I didn't really care about any of the characters, so I was fine. <laughs> like, just let two characters have a conversation that isn't all, you know, evil omens and mm -hmm. just like, you know, hey, how's the family? You know, just something. <laughs> just, you know, talking like normal people for... Two minutes in the middle of the film. No, we don't have time go for that. Go a long we way to the next set piece. towards making me feel something no. for these characters. It's not going to happen. And it is. It's just set piece, set piece, set piece, mm -hmm. set piece. Yeah, I didn't. I don't find it at all satisfying. No, I did not enjoy this. It's just incident, 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 and it's not the kind of incident that illustrates character. Well, they're all because nobody has any choices to make. Really, right. they're all just running from shit. Right. You know, it doesn't really draw anyone's character out mm -hmm. and tell you who they are. Yeah. Um, because they're all just running from the fucking fire monster. I mean, I think we get a little bit of that. Like, they try to get a little bit of that with Vigo's character. He's obviously trying to come out from under the shadow of his father and that sort of legacy. So you get a little bit of that stuff. But, yeah, it's not enough to... Like, we really don't know who Frodo is. or No, not at all. Like, he's just sort of... Or Sam, for that matter. Um, I, yeah. And Sam so. is Rudy. Sam is Rudy. <laughs> Without Rock. <laughs> Uh, all right. Do you want to talk about any performances, quote unquote, in this film? Not really. I wasn't, I didn't, no one actually stood out to me at all. Mm -hmm. No. No. Nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm a fan of Kate Blanchett, but I don't, I mean. Well, I talk about just, a thankless yeah, role. Yeah, it was just, and I imagine she gets more to do later, but. I'm not 100% sure about that, but okay, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't hire Kate Blanchett and then just have her do that. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, there was, no one gave any sort of standout performance. Okay. For me. Uh, special effects, any big set pieces you happen to enjoy? I mean, I guess that fire monster fight with Gandalf was epic. Sure. Sort <laughs> it's supposed of. to be. But yeah, no. Not really. <laughs> okay. There's really no humor of any kind. No, it's very, it takes itself very it's, seriously. Again, it's just, and I don't care if it's in the books or not. Just maybe punch up the dialogue just a little bit. Maybe just make it work a little better, a little more natural. I don't know, something. I am sorry, and I had forgotten how much Gollum was in this one, and he's not really in it at all. No, yeah. Um, so I'm sorry you didn't get to see Gollum, because that's Andy Serkis's Gollum is actually the best part of the ones, the other ones that I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we should do that. I will not be doing that. Anyway. Nope. I think maybe that's something we could do. No, that is not something that I'm going to do. I swear on the super blood wolf moon that I will never <laughs> watch any of this ever again. So we start, I started off asking you about, you know, the difference between elves and dwarves and orcs and trolls and all of that. Can you, do you feel like you have a grounding in that I don't that even know those bitches' names. I'm <laughs> well, you don't need another name, but species-wise. Tell me the characteristics. Of what? Of the various, you know, creatures. Hobbits have feet. <laughs> With merkins on them. Very hairy feet. <laughs> they apparently have very fast metabolisms. Um, a peaceful creature. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, elves have ears. <laughs> and Pretty hoity-toity, those elves. Powers. Well, they're very pretty. Yeah, they're very pretentious is what they um, are. Like, get over yourselves, elves. And what are the, the dwarves? Are, uh, we just met the one, really. Well, yeah, the others were all dead. So. He seemed angry. Um, 
kind of burly. <laughs> and, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then man, and we already know what a fuck up man is. So okay, that's about it. And we have shit, shit pigs, shit pigs, orcs. the shit pigs. Yeah. Uh huh. And they have no real characteristic. My concern, and I didn't look, mm-hmm. was that. Some of those were the only actors of color in the film. Yeah, I <laughs> was sort of looking at that too. <laughs> and I they are definitely the darkest yeah, humanoid creatures. The way in that the they movie. are sort of made, and there's like they have this sort of war paint, yeah, sort this of kind thing of going tribal on. So there's, makeup. There's a, there's a lot of just a little bit of <laughs> yeah <laughs> line step in there that uh, if I cared enough, I would be it's, pissed off. It's about. not even right. Worth it's just like you know, about. but yeah. So yeah, <laughs> just. Little note there. Okay. So, $3 billion this franchise made. You know, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay having not seen it and having not contributed to that $3 billion. They had a good wig budget. The wigs look good. <laughs> Perm Wizard was, that was amazing. That was just, <laughs> damn. All right. Anything else on this? Absolutely nothing else to say about this film. Every life lesson you need to learn, just go to listen to hip hop, please. Thank you. Okay. Call hip that. hip cheerio. <laughs> Those weren't their names. Could have been. Wouldn't have made much of a difference. And that's our show. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next week. Nikia, looking at the films we've watched together over the past year, I realize that we have been very heavy on films of my formative years, the Mm -hmm. 70s and 80s in particular, and somewhat light on other decades. And specifically, I notice we've been neglecting the 1990s. So next week, we're going to watch one of the most popular and best-regarded films of the 90s, Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. I have no feelings about that. (laughs) Well, I'm a little nervous about it, because I don't know if this is a genre thing. The last time we watched a gangster movie, you got a little, shall we say, in your cups. Are we talking about Godfather? Yes. Mm-hmm. I see. Right. Wow. Yeah. You were, uh, how do we put it? Drunk. Shit-faced. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really was. But I think that's because we were, were we playing a drinking game? Or did we just decide to drink? I think we just decided to drink. I think the Godfather had a lot of, like, Italian food and they were drinking wine all through it. And so so we just decided to hit the wine. Does that happen to Goodfellas? I honestly don't remember. It might be, you know, Italians like their food. Okay, well, there may be a repeat. (laughs) Goodfellas is currently available on demand for HBO subscribers. And it's available for rental for most of the major streaming services. In the meantime, you can find us on the web at unaffiliatedcritic.com, where you can download previous episodes, leave us a comment, follow us on social media, or make a donation to support the podcast. As always, we welcome suggestions for films Nakia desperately needs to see to make her life complete. Until next time, remember, true love means conning your partner into watching movies they really, really don't want to watch. Isn't that guy in it, um... Wood. Elijah Wood? Uh, yes, Elijah Wood. Is he like the main hobbit? He, he's he's the number one hobbit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Elijah Wood. What do you have against Elijah Wood? I don't... I, there's something... I, he's just one of those actors that I don't... I can't get into. I don't enjoy him. What else have you seen Elijah Wood in? Probably not much. I feel like this is an irrational prejudice. It might be. No. I saw him in... Um, what was that? A terrible movie. The comic book one. Where he was like a silent murderer or something. Like he never spoke. Sin City. Yes, Sin City. Was that him? Yeah. 
I think that was him. Or is that Tobey Maguire? I get them mixed up sometimes. That was not Tobey Maguire. And if you hate Tobey Maguire, I'm fine with that because he's got a really punchable face. No, it wasn't Tobey Maguire. It was Elijah Wood. Pretty sure. Okay, you're right. That was Elijah Wood. Yeah. So I saw him in that. Well, I mean, he was a, like a cannibalistic serial killer. Well, I don't have a problem with that. Guy. I just, so you didn't, I don't, you didn't like him in that? That's. I did not like him because he was cannibalistic murder. I don't. That's fine. Um, everybody has a, a hobby. Um, and I've seen him in... Maybe I haven't seen him in much. It may be irrational. Okay. Oh, The Faculty. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen The Faculty. See, this is what you do. You have seen the most random shit. <laughs> it's a great... Because it's all about drugs saving the day. Like, it, it's the drugs that save them from the... The aliens are weirdly, like... It's one like the teachers are aliens, Yeah, the teachers right? are aliens, okay. and they need water desperately to survive. If they don't have water, they die, and so they're, like, chugging water. But, so, um, what's that guy's name? This is feeling like a tangent, but let's, a, let's, let's, tangent. let's pursue it. That dude. Uh, uh, this is another, yeah, no, no idea. <laughs> You're waving your hand in front of your face, like, I'm okay. supposed to know what that means. So, the dude who was in... He was in a horror movie oh about, like, darkness or something. Oh, Jesus. It was, like, dark. Were they in Alaska? <laughs> and it was dark all the time? What was it? Michael, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, honest, I swear to God, I have no idea. I don't know what else he was in. Oh, he played Iago, I think, in the modern um, Othello with um, uh, Black ER Doctor. Uh, that was not Eric LaSalle. <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer. Yes, Mackay. So in all my O. Episodes, yes, in O. I believe he played Iago. Okay, yeah, I know who you mean. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, is that Josh nice? Hartnett. Boom, got what? it. Josh Hartnett. So, Josh Hartnett, who plays Iago in O, and that's not part of the story, he plays like... <laughs> I, I don't know what the story... What- he plays like a, he's like the bad boy of the school and he sells this drug. I don't even remember what it's called, but it's basically like speed or something and you snort it up your nose. And somehow that's how they tell who's an alien and who's not. I think because it's dehydrating. And so once you snort it, if you like die, then you're obviously an alien versus if you just get high and then you're a normal person. Um, so that's how they end up killing the alien teachers is with this drug. And so it's, just, it's actually kind of the subversive like pro-drug film. <laughs> Yes. I, I don't even remember why this came up. Because we were talking about Elijah Wood. Oh, Elijah Wood is film. in that. Yes, okay. he plays like the nerdy kid who, you know, people pick on and stuff. And, and you don't like him. I, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I'm okay with Elijah Wood. <laughs> that was such a long way to go to get there. Yeah, so maybe I'm okay with Elijah Wood. Never mind. Disregard my <laughs> negative statements about Elijah Wood. Based solely on my love for the faculty. <laughs> It also has a chick in it that I think should work more. And she may work more, and I just don't know where she is. Um, okay, now let's spend another 20 minutes yeah. figuring out who this chick is you're talking okay. about. So she's like <laughs> Feruza Balk, but she's not Feruza Balk. She's like that chick that's like the weird sort of mm. chick that doesn't quite fit, but she's weird uh-huh. enough. Um, she was also in um, the Winona Ryder film <laughs> that she didn't win the Oscar for because Angelina won the Oscar. Uh, Girl Interrupted. Okay. She was one of the girls in like the... Yes, I know exactly who you mean. Yes, her. Uh, Clea Duvall. Yes, I think she should be in more things. She's actually really she interesting. Should, she should be in more things. And yes. she may be in things now that I just don't know about, but I like her. So okay. she's in it. Um, so what I am getting from all of this mm-hmm. is that you would 
vastly prefer that we were watching The Faculty. I really this would. Week. Yes. Okay. I really would. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. We can watch whatever this is <laughs> that made three billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that. No, no. <laughs> Keep. On.